Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. Welcome back. This week, we've got a fresh new artist. I mean, like, basically just signed her recording contract, Rachel Womack. She was almost the first guest on this podcast, actually. You're going to find out why during our conversation. Really excited about her. And maybe years down the line, she'll be accepting her CMA. And y'all will be like, ooh, I remember hearing her on the podcast right at the beginning. We'll see. All right, let's get things rolling and keep this spotlight on female artists. Rachel Womack. Welcome! Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So you know I've been trying to get you to do this for a while. Yes. And of course... Finally. Yes. There are like scheduling and her being a rock star and all this stuff, you know, that happened. But we finally got you in here. I actually wanted you to be the first guest. And here's why. So Rachel is the first artist, female artist, that I met this year that I really fell in love with. We got to meet at the ACM Awards. Yes. Yeah. We had Asian fusion food together, sat right across from each other. Yes. Literally fell in love, connected. We did, yeah. So I really, really want to share you with my audience that listens to this podcast. And I hope that maybe if you're listening, you will kind of claim Rachel from the beginning here and be like, I knew her from right when she started. From the Asian fusion. From Asian fusion, girl, (laughs) all the way to now. So, okay, I want to start with the fact that you just got signed this past February. Yes. To your Mm -hmm. first major record label deal. Yes. What has it been like since then? Crazy, cray cray. Living out of a suitcase ever since I've started radio tour. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy and so grateful. I never thought that I this would be my job. Right. I thought that I would be an English professor and that I would put out albums as a hobby. And here you are. And here I am. I mean, radio tour is a really, really intense thing. Can you tell people that are listening what you go through during radio oh, yes. tour? Well, it's definitely uh, the struggle bus, as um, I like to put it, with the piano. Um, I, I got a new keyboard. I'd actually had the same keyboard since I'd bought it at 17. Whoa. And I just got a new one, like, three weeks ago. So this, so this is, is like is a trio new... self. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, and I never bought a case for the old one, so it was really, really beat up. And they were like, Rachel, you know, we're going to, when we go into radio... We're gonna have something a little more sleek, um, a little bit, a little less Bessie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really love the keyboard, but it's 71 pounds with the keyboard in the case with the stand. So I have to do like oversized baggage because the keyboard. And are you having to carry this? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> I take it to the airport, and people like feel really, really sorry for me. But then I meet my radio rep at the airport, and thank goodness they help me get it from station to station while I'm like hair, hair spraying, lipsticking, all the things. But it is radios. It's crazy mm-hmm. being on radio tour. And you're usually up like really early, really up early for like morning shows and stuff. You're up really late for dinners and everything. Yes. And you're all of the above. constantly on. I mean, did, was I'm it everything that on. you expected it was going to be? Um, It was very unknown for me. Like, it's like radio tour, you know, are you excited for radio tour? I'm like, I, I think so. Yeah. Like this is, you know, this is, it's like a rite of passage, you know, and mm-hmm. I have met some wonderful people. I will say that. Um, I have not met anyone who's been ugly to me. I'm very thankful for that. You know, you hear horror stories. I've heard horror stories. And I think I've been put in the hands of some really great people. And my team's really good. And I've had a positive experience thus far. Granted, life is life. And 
the good always, you know, the bad comes with the good. Mm. But it's been good. It's hard getting up early. I, I love mornings, but I'm not always like cognitive. Like, mm. you know, so I'm like makeup's on, but am I all there? It takes a minute. Two cups of coffee. At least, I would think. Two yeah. cups of coffee. Well, you mentioned how you've been lucky enough to not really have bad experiences because you're meeting people Every single day, you're meeting people Lots that, people. yeah, and people that you need to be nice to, mm-hmm. you need to impress, yes. you need. So I'm really glad that you haven't had experiences like that yet. But when your team is preparing you for something like radio tour and the fact that stuff like that can happen, right? What, how do you guys discuss that if it were to happen? How are you going to approach uncomfortable situations? Yeah, I would definitely address it with my team. Mm-hmm. For sure, because they are artists first, and they they know me as a person, and they know that I'm going to be honest, you mm-hmm. know? And so I, I trust my team to take care of that situation for sure. And a lot of people, I mean, I've heard horror stories, you know? And I think, though, that at this time, people addressing it and having this conversation is making a change for young artists like me that if That's you don't a good point. have a good yeah. team, you you know, they might not prepare you for that. But I think there's a change coming. And I think it's because people are realizing what's happened in the past and horror stories make a difference, you mm-hmm. know? So you're feeling like it's a pretty good time to be entering this yes, business as a I'm woman in country thankful. music. I am. Yeah. I'm thankful that you are doing this podcast and that you're doing the show for this because I love listening to women. Mm-hmm. I grew up listening to women. I grew up listening to Carrie Underwood. Some Hearts record was like, that. I mean, I wanted to sing like her. Yeah. That was my dream. And um, Martina McBride, I wanted to present myself with grace and poise. And as a strong woman, like I feel like they both have. On the pop side as well, I mean, Adele. I grew up listening to the 19 album. Yeah. And, you know, she was a youngster then and still being a strong woman. So that gives me a lot of faith in how I can present myself and how I can say I'm a strong woman uh, in country music. Yeah. And are you starting to see a lot of female fans come in and, and supporting you yes. and being on social media? What are, what are you seeing from your eyes? Yes. I have made, I'll, I'll mention my girl, Tennille Town. Oh, love her. Yes. Yeah. So we got signed around the same time and um, we just had really kindred spirits and um we have definitely encouraged each other along the way as, as young people. But I've also had other people encourage me. My first friends in Nashville were Nellie Joy and Jason Reeves. Okay. And Nellie, I actually wrote, my boyfriend doesn't speak for me anymore with. They welcomed me in, um, you know, had dinner with me in their home. And I, I'd, I'd been in Nashville like two months. You know, I was nobody. I wasn't signed. And um, they just really talked to me about how you know, to present myself and not to be afraid because I'm young, not to be afraid because I'm a woman and not to be afraid because I'm inexperienced because I'm in control with the way I present myself and the way I want to be branded mm-hmm. and what I want people to know about me. And I, that's amazing to have those people pour into me because if I wouldn't have had that and, and her, Nellie, specifically just pour into me, um, I don't know where I would be today. And also, Colby Calais uh, was a good friend of her. Oh. A, a good friend of Nellie's. And Colby also talked to me about, you don't have to be rude to people to be strong. She has a very gentle spirit and is just amazing. So I've, I've had lots of 
amazing people pour into me. Yeah. So when you get advice like that, is that something that really changes your outlook on what you're setting forward your game plan and what you're going to do next? Yeah, it's funny. Even I did, I did pageants in a past life. And even in that kind of world, people always told me, just be me, you know, just be Rachel. And I was like, well, duh, like, who else am I going to be? And it's funny, though, because when the pressure's on and you're in a kind of atmosphere where there's a lot of people looking at you and you can be really picked apart, you actually can, like, be somebody other than yourself. And I didn't realize that. And that experience actually really well prepared me for this kind of atmosphere instead of feeling like I'm constantly competing with other people. Right. It's like competing with myself and being the best that I can be. And that gives me a lot of confidence rather than insecurity that comes. And with confidence, being a confident person, I can cheer other people on. Mm -hmm. And that's just an outflow, an outpour of what comes from confidence. And so I think when people get kind of competitive or insecure, you know, it comes from that. It comes from feeling like you aren't good enough. And um, I'm thankful to have been poured into. That's interesting that Mm -hmm. you've kind of learned to not be competitive through doing something that was competitive. Super competitive. Yeah. But that's what they taught us. They said, you're competing with yourself. Right. This is your best self. Because honestly, you we can't control how other people are and how they present themselves and Mm -hmm. what's going on. They have a whole other world and other path that's going on for them you have to focus on your path or else you're going to go nuts amen you know? that is good advice that is really great that's advice stay sane. stay sane and prayer well so. one of the things that you recently did that i would have not been able to have stayed sane through is the, your first ever showcase here in nashville yes i was there yes. your friends and family were there um, a I lot know. of industry people were there yeah. which how do you But how do you like not get super nervous? I mean, that's a room of powerful people. What was that like for you? I don't know. I mean, it's funny for me as an artist. I'm very thankful that the Nashville community has welcomed me. Um, So that is a part of it. Um, I've met some really wonderful people and I have a good team around me, I'll say. But as far as nerves go, if I get to sound check on the stage, I'm never nervous. But if I don't get a chance to sound check, I'm nervous. And I don't know if there's something about like setting foot on the stage. Maybe it's the unknown because if you're not able, unknown. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, I have room here, room here. And I, and I think it's a, b- a bit of preparation. Yeah. But also for that showcase, I feel like I had been well prepared performing for people and um, just prepared for the moment, you know. Yeah. I believe in my music. And if people don't like it, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's your opinion. I'm not going to make you love my music. I don't love everybody's music. So I'm kind of okay with the fact that some people are going to be like, well, she's, that was too many woman songs, you know, <laughs> woman empowerment songs, or that was too many sad songs, you know? Well, everyone has an opinion, right? Yeah, right. And I, I have to be okay with that. And you're right. Like, as humans, you can't love everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you find things that you love. So, but when I will you, find my fans. That's right. And yes. you are. You really are. So, Thank you. But there is, like, this added element now, especially being an artist, mm-hmm. of social media. You have oh. to be on social media. You have to be on everything. You have to be present. You have yes. to be vulnerable on there. Mm. So it opens things up a lot to trolls and haters and people like that. Yes. Are you experiencing stuff like that yet? And if so, how do you deal with those people? 
I have not had any trolls yet. Um, Knock on wood. Oh, my God, somebody. That amount of success has not come. (laughs) However, I have had an imposter, which was so (gasps) funny. Were you, like, kind of flattered? I felt so freaking cool. (laughs) And my parents were like, she's made it. She's made it. That's when you know. Yes, because I had a picture, and I hear this, um, with signs. If you have a sign that you've held up, it's easy for an imposter to photoshop it and put something else on the sign so they had it was my ep cover actually so it was like a small square but and you were holding it and i was holding it and apparently they had like sent messages to people i don't even know did they like put the newspaper on it or something and be like look this is me today something like help me or something (gasps) i don't even know and i think they wanted money and anyway so quickly my team saw it and took it down yeah but I was like, dang, but I have not. I hope you screenshotted it so you can save it in your house in a frame yes. or something. My first ever imposter. Right. Well, and as far as trolls go, because I've seen how, you know, different people do with I it. Am. I think as far as I'm going to deal with it is just not really acknowledge it. That's, you know, it's there and that's life. Um, I'm not going to take it down and I'm not going to rebuke it in the same. If mm. other people want to, they can. But um, I don't have time to deal with trolls. I've got other stuff to do. Hey, nobody got time for that. That's and nobody right. Nobody got time for that. That's right. Okay, now I want to get into a little bit of your background because I was so fascinated by this. We talked about this a lot when we had that dinner back yeah. in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Muscle Shoals, Alabama yes. is where you're from. Yes. Which has this insane, deep rooted music just history. History. Yeah. So tell everybody what it's like being an artist that grew up in Muscle Shoals. What did you take from that area? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Grew up, I was born and raised in Muscle Shoals, and I actually used to write songs out by McFarland Park, which is like the river that connects Muscle Shoals and Florence, which Florence is where I went to college, so I mean literally across the river. Mm -hmm. But if you've seen the Muscle Shoals documentary, they talk about the river sings, they Mm -hmm. call it the singing river. People have often asked me, do you think that the river sings? And you know, I've never heard it, but I've written a lot of songs out by that river, and I think... It is very inspirational. And I listened to a lot of soul, blues, R&B music um, growing up. And I lived three minutes away from Fame Studios, which is where Aretha Franklin recorded her records. Yeah. Etta James and Otis Redding. I mean, so many. So if you haven't seen the Mitchell Souls documentary, watch it. How old were you when you realized that you were living in such a special place? I really realized it when I was a senior in high school. So um, in the Muscle Shoals school system, they have a Muscle Shoals history elective that you can take as a senior. Cute! And I took it as a senior and I learned so much. I never realized uh, once you start digging through the history, there's more and more and more and more history. And it's amazing. And it gives me cool points to say I'm from Muscle Shoals. And I I do believe it's in my DNA because... When I used to cover stuff, like in college, people would want me to, you know, play their event or their Mm -hmm. wedding or whatever, and they'd give me a list of songs, and I would always make the song my own, as people would say, that's, you made it your own. Right. And it's always a little bit sold up, Mm -hmm. a little bluesed up, so um, I believe it's in my DNA. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, I know the area, obviously. I've seen Mm -hmm. the documentary. I know how, like, amazing it is. I have. But I don't really know what it's like living there. So, I mean, yeah. was your high school big or small? Small town. But, I mean, I guess bigger than some. Um, I graduated with 200. 
Okay, so that's pretty small. Like, mm-hmm. That's like decently small. Like so, what do the people in the whole school in the in whole, whole in the whole uh, high school? Okay, so what do your friends think about what you're doing right now? Well, they're back freaking there. out. Everybody's freaking out. My family's freaking out. We're all tied to Jesus. Okay, <laughs> Rachel's making the big time. Like they are so happy. My friends are like, Rachel, if you get bougie on us, it is not happening. Like, you cannot get bougie, ego, big-headed. I've got good people around me. They keep me grounded. Shout out some of the people that are keeping you grounded. Oh, yes. Mom, dad, mm. all the grandparents, um, Holly Brown, Faith Mantle. Oh, I'm so happy. That was all the most, people. like, southern little... <laughs> I love yes. that. I mean, it's, I've got good, good people around me. Yeah. That's so sweet. I love. They're gonna love the freaking shout out. <laughs> so. Hey girls. Hey guys. I know we yes. we love your girl Rachel. We're so happy that you're letting her be in Nashville. Thank you. I know. Okay, so I also want to talk about your new single because I just watched the video mm-hmm. and girl was getting her acting chops on. <laughs> like, tell I've always me. wanted to be an actress. I, right? You're like, but you're really good at it. I, you were so convincing in there. I mean, I know you know how to be a bartender because obviously right, that's that where the song originally started. Yeah right damage so tell us why this song is the one that you decided you wanted to introduce yourself to the world with well it's a true story and being immersed in nashville i've learned the significance of a true story damage came from my time as a bartender before i got signed i never realized that that time would influence my single like it's cool that it was that connection because everything in my life has been connected to leading me up to this point and i've been well prepared and even this song came from a time where I was not a bartender before. So I'd never been a bartender. I was not a good bartender. So there was no reason for me to be a bartender other than just to make rent and like hopefully make it through. Mm-hmm. And um, I love people and I love pouring into people and hearing people's stories. And there were so many people that I met at that bar in Green Hills that poured into me, giving me encouragement on my journey. But also just hearing people's stories, it was really wild. There were so many different walks of life that came in and stayed at the hotel. And um, Wait, which hotel was it? The Courtyard Marriott in oh, Green Hills. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it was like it was very cool. It wasn't like Broadway. Right, right, right. It was a hotel bar. So it was chill and lax and I had one on one time to meet people and talk to people and you get to know people after a couple hours. Mm-hmm. and um, Especially if they're taking some shots and stuff. That's right. People will tell a bartender anything. <laughs> that's right. I tell you. It was very cool. And it's true stories in, mm-hmm. in the song Damage. Um, and we just touch on some of them. But honestly, I hope that whether you've been a bartender or you've been to a bar, you can relate to the story. Mm-hmm. Or you know someone who's been through some of the things that we touch on um, in damage. And, you know, the line is not love will do damage. It's not love will always do damage. It's love can. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just glad that we put that as the message. Yeah. And in this video, Rachel, I'm very curious. um, Who is Levi? I know what you're going to ask. Yes. Is that a real person? My friends back home are like, it really looks like he did you wrong. Yes, it does. I'm him. (laughs) Because if he really did anything, no. I met him that morning. He was a very nice person. So that's his real name. It's just like the actor. Uh, oh, what was his real name? I don't remember his real name. He's forever Levi now. He's Levi. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't choose the name Levi. Steve Condon, the director, chose the name Levi. He just like put it on the napkin. I'm like, I like that name. I like the name Levi. Um, so, but yeah, he was a nice guy. <laughs> he wasn't like a real jerk, but... 
So there's nothing there. Like we made him out to be. Look and see, that's an ode to your acting. Thank you. We were all so worried about you. It was really cool. Did it feel like supernatural as soon as you got on set or did it take a while to like feel comfortable? It was weird the way we started because it was a 14 hour shoot from noon to 2.30 in the morning. We started out with the bar scenes with all the extras and like they just sat extra down one by one. And I just like talked to them like I literally would have. And they were like rolling the camera. So it wasn't like I was like, no one really told me to do anything. Oh. And in that portion of it. Yeah. And so it was cool, though, because I did hear some stories of people and some celebrations and some struggles. And it was all very, very real. So I'm very happy with the way it turned out. Steve captured, I think, the essence of the song and the essence of my heart towards the song very well. Oh, yeah. And uh, now you can check that off your list your first music video video in the book fake ex-boyfriend yes (laughs) levi watch out he was a good sport (laughs) now before we kind of wrap up things here and i want to get your picks for this week's women want to hear women playlist i do want to talk about the title of this podcast now for everybody that just might be new or is just listening i like to do a little refresher the phrase for this name came from a phrase that i have been hearing for years that a lot of female artists have had said to their face Mm -hmm women don't want to hear women. Mm -hmm. So when you hear that phrase, how do you like to respond? I am very confused. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just because I grew up, I love female. I mean, I love girls. We're soul sisters, you know? I don't know. I I like to hear guys too, but I just don't think that's a true statement. And maybe it is for some women and maybe some men don't want to hear men. Like, But I don't think that's an absolute statement, you know? Mm -hmm. I grew up listening to females, uh, Carrie and Martina and Leanne and Faith Hill and Reba and all the greats and new people too, which we'll list in the new. I won't give them all away. Oh, yes. I I mean, I am some diehard female fans in country, pop, soul, all kind of genres. So I would say let's rebuke that statement. I love that. Also coming up, well, not coming up, actually below this podcast, you're going to be able to see some videos of Miss Rachel Womack performing. Now, what songs are you going to be doing? I have so thankfully been told, amazingly been told um, by someone that I sound like a Southern Adele and I really do love Adele. So I'm going to do a song by Adele. (gasps) Love it. When we were young and I'm going to do Damage, my single perfect you guys do not want to miss those make sure to check out the videos below also that women want to hear women playlist thank you for what you do elena thank you so much for being here you guys i'm so excited about rachel you should be too go check out all her stuff and enjoy thank you so much i can't wait for you guys to go watch those performances at nashcountrydaily.com seriously her voice is heaven and so so full Make sure to keep those suggestions coming on who you want to hear next on Women Want to Hear Women. I saw a few people suggest Rachel on Twitter recently. Devin, Stacy, and Rob. Thanks for that. You can tweet to me. I'm at Elena D. Smith or at Nash C-N-T-R-Y Daily. This week, I'm going to be hosting the Chillin' on the Lucy Music Festival in Florida. It's the first one ever. If you're going, make sure to say hi. A lot of the artists that we have featured on this podcast are going to be performing, so super excited. And before we wrap up, a big thing Thank you to the team for helping make this happen. Brian Webb and Jim Casey, you guys are awesome. And always further proof that not only women want to hear women, men do too. Now, if you still have some time, keep listening to hear Rachel make her playlist picks. Otherwise, I'm out. Love you guys. Thanks for listening.
Give me at least five picks of who you think everybody needs to listen to this week. I will start with my girl, Tennille Town, since I mentioned her before. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody's Daughter is her new single. And she put out an EP before that was an acoustic set of songs. And then she did a full version of this song, Somebody's Daughter. And I absolutely love it. And I love her. Perfect. Okay. Second. Love Maren Morris so, so much. Any song of Maren. I mean, from my church to... I mean, literally every song on her album. I love the song Second Wind that Me Kelly Clarkson too. also cut. Yes. Um, I really li- and I like the message in that song because that's very like, I'm going to watch my lane, you mm-hmm. know? Casey Musgraves. Wait, are you going with Second Wind for that? Second Maren Wind. Song? Okay, Second Wind. Second Wind. Second Wind, Maren Morris. Okay, third, Casey Musgraves, you said. Casey Musgraves. I love Casey since the beginning. And I love the new record, too. Her melodies are fantastic. You know, it's a special song, though, and she's mentioned it's a special song as Mother. Mm. So I'll say Mother. I love that song so much. my mom, too. That one, it gets me every time. Yeah, yeah, that's a sweet song. Okay, give me another, at least two more. Okay, great. I got them all day. <laughs> I love Carrie Underwood, Cry Pretty. Okay. I love the song. She's still got it. I mean, even I, I love Reba, y'all. Even the show, you know, Reba. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say old school Reba fancy. Love it. Those are perfect picks. All right. You can check yes. out all of those picks of Rachel's. Okay. I'm going to be putting some of my picks of yours on there as well. And that's it.